All right, hey guys, we are finally back together. It's been a uh, a bit of time before or since our last real episode, right? We threw that Chris episode out there, which was very impressive. Oh. We've gotten a lot of feedback. Wow. Is that how Sorry. you go? Oh, I didn't. We mean threw that. that Chris. We threw it out there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we released. We're shuffling it through the archives. We're like, what can we just throw out? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do we got, guys? We're like, oh, what? Uh, hey, I think one of our one of our listeners was asking me, "Is that from Christmas of 2021 or Thanksgiving?" I'm like, uh, don't pay attention to that. Doesn't matter. Stop asking questions. Just listen to the episode. You are listening to No U-Turn, a podcast about the exciting changes in transportation and the people that play a key role leading us into the future. There may be some detours along the way, but there's no turning back. And now to your hosts, Basil Yap, Chris Fernando, and Ravi Singh. But uh, no, it's great, it's great to finally be back with you guys after like, I think over a month, you know, um... I know you guys have been enjoying the East Coast. I've been doing the same old hang on the beach, having COVID, and uh, making some big changes in my life. Got a haircut. Made, made a change for years. But, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I'm happy to be back today. So it's going to be great. It's, it's um, great to see your faces, sort of. And uh, I cannot wait to get to our, our guest, one of my favorite people. But before we get to him... He can hang out and just listen to us. But uh, Basil, Chris, what have you guys been up to in the last month and a half or so? Summer's kicked off. You guys ready? You guys getting your tan ready? Getting Man. Beach, beach, beach gear to go? I Can definitely it? got my tan on over the weekend, but it, it was 100 degrees today, so summer has arrived in North Carolina. It Ooh. is ridiculous. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. a steam room up here. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I don't know how that how that is. The humidity, uh, I don't know how you guys deal with it. We did go to Palm Desert recently. It was 105 or 110, but it's it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. Yeah, a gallon bad. of gas here is 469 too. So you know, we we, we got advantage boom, of being yeah. being being in it. In I North spent 106 dollars to fill my tank up last night. <laughs> nah, man. How, how much is it's, gas yeah, it's there, a, Robbie? How much is gas there? Like yeah, how much is it? Eight dollars like, yet? No, I spent six sixty nine. I think last night for. Uh, for regular gas, yeah, I don't do premium. I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm with the people. I do regular oh, gas. Oh, right. Living on I'm the beach with the people. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Hundred six dollars. It's Six been a busy. Cents. It's a busy few weeks, man. Busy few weeks. I, I I hard to find Basil. I'm supposedly working with him, but he, I have not seen him <laughs> in a minute. Uh, but now things are good. Uh, you know, uh, looking forward to LA next week. Looking forward wow, to reunion in person. What are you coming to so, LA for? Well, are we going to talk about that now? Yeah, might as well. We're, we're heading out. Um, the podcast crew is heading out to do an event with uh, the Ace Academy, um, affiliated with LAWA. Uh, I'm Which using acronyms. So Aviation Career Education Academy. That's right. With the Los Angeles World Airports. So we're going to be doing a... One day of uh, a session of on advanced air mobility, and then Basil, Doctor Drone himself, is going to be flying a drone for the and demonstrating for the kids uh, at Lawa what a Skydio drone can do inside a hangar. So inside a hangar. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to uh, seeing seeing you. Looking forward to good weather. Looking forward to a really? little bit of a break. But yeah, molding that's the minds, my, molding the my minds update. of the kids. 
We're going to be impacting kids. They're going to be remembering us forever. Yeah, we just kicked, you know, all the ACE um, camps or academies are kicking off. So just this morning I had a presentation with ACE Academy right here in Winston-Salem, the Jim Shaw Shaw ACE Academy. So um, at uh, at Smith Reynolds Airport, which I guess probably since our last conversation, I got sworn in as a board member there or poor board member there now. So, oh. Congratulations. Yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Um, Although, funny enough, there's like two non-voting members out of like the eight, and then there's eight voting members. And somehow I applied and ended up getting appointed a non-voting member. (laughs) So they're, uh, anyways, they're working through that now. But anyways, it's a pretty cool opportunity. Um, And so they, they pull kids, in this particular case, from around the airport, which... Um, I'll just throw some quick stats out there. Smith Reynolds Airport in North Carolina is has the highest economic impact of any other general aviation airport in the state. And wow. Forsyth County, the Forsyth County, the county the airport's in, has the lowest third lowest economic mobility in the nation. And so what we're trying to do with that academy there and, and pull kids from next to the airports, we have neighborhoods that, you know, hear aviation and again largest economic impact in the state but we have the lowest economic mobility so we're trying to connect those two things together and get kids from those surrounding neighborhoods exposed to aviation so that was part of the uh part of this morning talking with those kids that's awesome <clears throat> what how how big was the uh the class there were about 30 30 kids in there so it's a one-week course it's a you know they they cycle um quite a few different classes through but it's like a one-week course and you get to build some drones you get to you know see some uh, aircraft fly in some flight simulators at the local flight school they get to go see UPS uh, flight forward fly do some drone delivery flights um, at Adrian Wake Forest Baptist so yeah there's a lot of cool stuff hey Beza do you want to talk a little bit about the advisory committee we are on at Vincent Salem a little bit about AeroX since we've not, you know, a lot has happened, man. You guys are doing amazing things down in Winston-Salem. Yeah, so we, uh, yeah, <clears throat> thanks for bringing that up. We um, we put an RFI out for what we call Project Atlas, which is an acronym for Air Traffic Low Altitude Surveillance. <laughs> oh, good one. I, I know. know we, <laughs> so we... Um, we, you know, the funding we got from the state to, to build a system um, that will be a kind of a ground-based surveillance system to enable beyond visual line of sight flights for drone delivery. Um, we put an RFI out back in May. We, uh, we just wrapped that RFI up that closed last week, so we're looking through all those responses and excited to take the next step there. Um, and then since then, we also went out with... Um, our, our local sheriff and police chief to Chula Vista, um, California, and saw the drone as a first responder program, DFR program. And so that was pretty cool because they want to take that model and bring it back to North Carolina. So that'll be exciting to see that um, used as well. And when we're talking with the folks in Chula Vista, um, the chief there was just kind of kept mentioning, like, this is a great de-escalation tool. And, and the context was flying the drone out, getting eyes on before anyone's arriving, anyone arrives, and, you know, sharing that information of what they're seeing. They, and they gave this great example where there's a person that had a lighter 
um, that was shaped like a gun. And so they get a call that says, hey, someone has a gun at the taco stand. They get the, the drone out there. It's, you know, it's got live video on that area. And they're watching that person for a few minutes, and then they see him light a cigarette with the, with the gun that he had, so they knew it was a lighter. And so anyways, they ended up totally changing the way they approached that situation. So I think that resonated wow. with the sheriff and the police chief in Winston-Salem, so they're pretty excited to implement that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Was, that on a, was that on a Tuesday? Because it's tacos? <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, good one. Now I'd lo- love to see more of that because, you know, those are the types of things that all the chat about. You know, obviously police brutality, um, the inequalities in our societies, social justice, but also just you know defunding the police. Right? I mean, we all have different opinions on that. Would love to get our guest's opinion on some of these things as it relates to you know some of the work he does, but. You know, I'd love to hear, you don't hear about these stories and, and technology, use of technology to de-escalate things, right? Uh, and, and we've been seeing so many tragedies, Buffalo, Uvalde, mm-hmm. um, since we last uh, chatted. And, and, you know, I'd love to see uh, some of these technologies um, deployed to, to those types of situations. But obviously, lo- longer, longer conversation on that, but uh, that's awesome that you did that. Yeah, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Well, maybe not double-edged sword. It's a catch-22 in the sense that when you have more, um, you know, if you have a camera, some would perceive that as um, invasion of privacy, right? So you're trying to balance invasion of privacy or surveillance, uh, a surveillance state, you know, quote-unquote big brother surveillance state versus um, ensuring that you're, you know, getting the right information and acting in in the right way. So... um, but anyhow, you know, I think uh, I've spent time with both our sheriff and the and the chief of police in Winston Salem, um, and it, the chief of police who's a woman, and and um, and both are both are actually uh, African American, and they uh, they just they're awesome. I you know, I was blown away by spending a week with them and uh, the just the passion they have for what they're doing and trying to do what's right and figuring out how to, you know, not just technology to incorporate, but all these different things that they're trying to incorporate into the, into their departments, respective departments. So that was Chula Vista. You were down there. Yep. Chula Vista. Chula Vista. How do you say it? Is it Vista or Vista? I don't know. Either way, either way, it's only, it's only like about, it's only about two hours away from me. So thanks for the, uh, thanks for the call. (laughs) Unbelievable. This guy. Someone I did. I called you, and then they get you know. I don't. I guess do you get service out on the beach? Maybe you didn't get my call. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I think that's right. the cue right. to bring yeah. bring bring on our guests. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about uh. Let's not talk about me at all and my COVID fight. Well, that's fine. That's all good. We'll yeah, oh, you want to bring that up? So. Okay, sorry. I mean, no, I didn't know. We're just, I didn't know that was like a badge we'll of honor. That. I thought about I guess, it, but I want to get to that in the meat of the heart of the conversation once we get yeah, a guest involved. You. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. COVID finally got me. Okay. Nothing takes me out. Oh, so I was man, man level six. Oh, actually, man COVID level. might have taken you out. This <laughs> might have been the only thing that took you out. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's get to our guest. So I've been waiting for this guest for a long time. This is one of my, and I'm not just saying this because he's on the screen and he's here. I'll <laughs> say behind his back too. But um, he is one of my favorite people I've probably ever met 
in my career and turned out to be a, a very close friend as well. My wife loves him. So that's a, you, okay. she's got, he's got the blessing right. from Melissa. <laughs> no. <Okay. So. laughs> no, that's a strange flex. That that's a strange flex, but yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Exactly. I mean, like a brother, exactly. like a brother, like a brother. And she loves your wife, yes. too. I mean, yeah, your whole family's beautiful. But Darnell Wagstaff is our guest today, folks. Darnell Wagstaff, welcome to the Thank new U-Turn you, podcast. Awesome. Finally, you have Thank arrived. You. He's waited a long time. Welcome, sir. At least a week and a half. Yeah, well, why has it taken such a long time, Robbie? Yeah. If he's your favorite person in the world. Yeah. I never really asked him. Uh, we've been we've been asking Robbie for guest names for like months and months, and he's like, eh, I don't so, know. So I'm when Robbie guy, says yeah. a long time, he means since last. I Wednesday. got this one guy. So. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> so long. Hey, look, look, look! I'm happy you're here. So I can't wait for the uh, for folks to hear about you, hear about your story. You know, you're much much uh, more impressive oh, than you know me. Believe me, and Basil and Chris, geez, these guys. Oh, no, but it's great. All right, you I want right to. I want to get. I want to hear more about Donnell. <laughs> I thought I was I'm impressed. Saying, yeah, I want to. I want to hear about this guy. I'm building yeah. him up now. No, but it's great. We definitely want to hear from you, Darnell, and and you know, looking forward uh, to jumping into this and you know, getting into your background, your story, where you got, where you're from, how you got to where you are today, and and everything else. Get your get your thoughts on some of the things that we've been talking about in quite a few episodes, especially about paying it forward and influence yeah. other ki- kids of the future, oh, right? They're going to lead this industry. So let's get to it. Give uh, us a little bit of background. You know, what are you doing? Where you're from? You know, don't say. Start from, from the top, TV. man. Little Donnell yeah. from Z- I don't Year Zero. I what year you're born. Uh, you know, let's, let's just talk about it. <laughs> I think you are a, li- a yeah. lifetime DMV, right? DC. Yes, I am lifetime, even more centralized than that, uh, Maryland. So DMV. Prince George's County, Maryland, nice. uh, born and raised and uh, grew up in a part of Prince George's County called Langley Park, yep. um, right outside of College Park, went to high school out in Rockville, went to a uh, school called Georgetown Prep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sounds fancy. Of, we have, <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, we're, we're killing it right now. We got two uh, Supreme Court justices Ooh. and a head of Fed. There it is. There you go. Wow. wow. Jerome Pa, yeah, yeah. I don't hang out with him on weekends though. So <laughs> okay. it's, it's now like, I see why Jerome he thinks you're special. Pa, there it is. Uh, no, George I grew Sean up Pratt. there. Went, yep. Went to College Park, University of Maryland College Park, electrical engineering background. Uh, so, you know, stayed in the area. Did design for commercial real estate, and 15 years ago, I had the uh, chance to interview with the company I'm at now, Parsons, for a previous iteration on the contract I'm on now, uh, TSSC, supporting the Federal Aviation Administration. You got to spell out that acronym. Yeah, you got to get the acronym. Technical Support Services Contract. So basically a a huge contract, an umbrella contract to do infrastructure upgrades for the Federal Aviation Administration. Um, anything in their capital investment plan. So it was, it was a godsend for me because I'm. Uh, so Ravi may not know this, but I'm a little. I'm somebody that's all over the place with with learning and knowledge. Like when I grew up, I thought I was going to be a doctor. 
you know, oh, wow. went to. There's uh, still time. In, uh, I know, I know. My mom, don't tell my mom. She, <laughs> she tells everybody. Wait, is your background Indian? Hey, South Asian? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't, it, you, you would think, like, I, I go in and my mom is like, yes, he's senior vice president, but he could have been a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Like, yeah, mom. Yeah. So, I, you can Rob still go back to school. I, I know, I know. She she wishes I would. She every now and then she uh, she shows my wife uh, a certificate I got when I worked as like an intern at, at Walter Reed Army Institute of Research. She's like, see, he he was there. He was practically. I mean, there. look, look, look. <laughs> I mean, doctors are overrated. They just save lives. I mean, you I know. you you help the national airspace system. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, the NASA protect the, the exactly NAS. the NASA. The NAS. The NAS, Robbie's favorite, favorite acronym world. in the world. He's, he's building up the NAS. Yep. Tell you, one of FAA's favorite sayings is, don't let the contractors put their hands in my NAS. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they tell me it all the time. So they, oh, they that's sure a good one. We, uh, we protect the national airspace. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so you're, you're a Maryland guy. So you're yep. the Terps, right? So you, yep. you're definitely not a Duke, yeah. a Duke fan. That's for no, sure. um, I, I was there for the first. Well, now you guys are Big Ten. So, yeah. 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 It doesn't feel days. the same. It does not feel the same. Maryland yeah, that, that was weird. I'm a Big Ten guy. And when you guys joined the Big Ten, right. I was like, wait, what are where, you guys doing? Where, where'd you go, Chris? Now, I went to school in Florida Tech, but I, I in Melbourne, Florida, but my... Uh, father is a michigan guy so, Wait, so i embrace michigan Big Ten guy you just made no nah, well, i grew up grew up well you know you know when you're division two you have yeah. to find a division one school to support you know so i got you it's kind of like supporting newcastle it, it's a it's a very weird relationship yes that's like the only uh, newcastle that's good as a beer believe me so okay so maryland guy maryland i mean that's guy. all maryland right there wow yeah, georgetown yeah. prep georgetown umd prep, umd wow I worked for a little bit at a, a little engineering firm called uh, the Office of Lee Kendrick, Tolk, that was acquired by uh, Dewberry and Davis. So did uh, design for commercial. Oh, Dewberry. Yeah, Dewberry, yep. Is that and, big uh, Dewberry? Like GIS yes. Dewberry? Yes, exactly. Okay. It, so they acquired wow. a, a small company that did uh, design for commercial real estate. So we did, um, elect I did electrical design for like uh what they call it, federal buildings in the area. And that's when I came over to Parsons and did TSSC 3. So 15 years ago, it was a, wow. it was a glorious day. Uh, Parsons stock price went up um, because, you know, Darnell, <laughs> <laughs> they, they announced I made it there. 27-year-old Darnell awesome. was hired. So, you know, you got to send them to the roof. There was bye, 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 you know. Seen it. Um, you better work wow, that magic again within this bear market, man. You better do something. 27, 27 year old Darnell. So do the math, people. Yeah, you there can you figure go. out his age. There he you, is old. There it is. Uh, yep. So, so you didn't come all, come out of college like, hey, I'm getting into aviation. That has nothing to do with what you jumped into. I mean, you jumped into Tolk, but you weren't really. Yeah. So you know, hey, I'm going to get this big aviation career. This is going to be awesome. We work with the FAA. It's. It just happened. Yeah, it was happenstance. It was uh, so they were doing a project uh, set, and um, I was getting out of engineering. I wanted to do project management, and they had upgrades of a, a notice to airmen system at, at contract towers, 
and uh, they explained it to me in the interview. And I and all I could say is, yeah, I could definitely do that, right? I know computers, I know electrical. They got some dedicated circuits in there, and I was like, hell, I'll do my own design if it if I have to. And uh, and I, I was all about it. And then once I came on and saw uh, the wide variety of projects we had, um, the amount of work the FA had that touched different spaces, uh, you know, electronics, navigational aids, facilities, um, environmental work, you know, we did uh, built air traffic control towers. I had to design build for uh, air traffic control tower out in um, Hawaii. Uh, you know, we environmental remediation, Oof. fuel storage tank cleanups, all, all these different jobs. It 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 really uh, spoke to me because you know my interests are all over the place, and I got to learn something new every day. It was awesome, awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, that's not traditional, you know, air traffic control tower, yes, but like other folks that aren't in the aviation space or looking to get into aviation space probably aren't thinking about the rest of it, right? All those facilities and the infrastructure yeah. that runs the entire yeah, system. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, Wizard of Oz, right? They pulled the curtain back and showed all this stuff that makes the, the, the thing go, right? It's not, it's not <laughs> just, um, you know, the pilots and the planes and the air traffic controllers. There's a whole... Uh, ecosystem around the country, you know, that that helps us kind of operate. <coughs> yeah, you get you get exposed to a lot. Oh, sorry, I, th I think COVID. I caught it from Robbie. COVID. Sorry, computer virus. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, virtual COVID. I'm not getting virtual COVID, man. I knew I, I knew I shouldn't have signed up. So hey, so so I have a I have a question. I know Basil wants to get in yeah. here, but. But, you know, as we go into the ACE Academy event next year, and I mean, next week, and we talk to, you know, other groups that are very intrigued and interested in learning how we got to where we are, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I want to I hear a little more about how, you know, your, that high school kind of prep experience. So, uh, you know, how did you, what, what, what did you kind of get through, so, challenge, some challenges, some... Huh? Some stumbles, some wins, uh, you know, would love to hear that and, and for our so, audience as well. It was different for me. Uh, so Langley Park, uh, for I came from a mostly uh, black and Hispanic neighborhood. Um, uh, I went and visited a, a friend that went to prep. And this just shows you again, like the decision making of a 13 year old. I, I go and visit him and I visited some other high schools. And at prep, they ate on China, like plates and glasses. And I was like, no, I'm going here. I was like, nowhere else. Serve their wow. lunch. Nice. Plates <laughs> with like silverware. Like I, the other places, it was a cafeteria. I ate in a dining hall. Different, right? I'm going there. So that was my decision to go to prep. Um, and let's say okay. when, when I, I got like there, uh, I was probably... Prep had about 400 kids. Um, there were probably on the order of, uh, let's see, my my class had nine uh, African-American kids. Um, and out of the 111 or so, and every class had between probably seven and nine. So that's probably on the order of 27, 28 uh, black kids in the school. So it was a, a little adjustment wow. um, culturally, culturally, but... 
I got to say, uh, for everything, it was one of the best communities I had ever entered, right? Like, I was a really reserved, um, keep-to-myself person. Uh, prep fostered a, a lot of um, confidence in me. Uh, you know, it was, hmm. for education-wise, I, I wouldn't put any uh, education past it. Um, and till today, uh, I can call any anybody that I know from prep and most people I don't know from prep and ask them for a lunch, a conversation, uh, guidance, and, and they'll open their doors and talk to you. So it's a real, they instill the community That's in great. you um, and they, they practice what they preach. They believe it. Um, when I was there, there was a senior by the name of Larry Harris and he started a black student union. Uh, and at first we thought the administration would scoff at it because it was kind of separating us from the bigger community, but they actually encouraged it. So they got us sponsors, two, two teachers wow. as sponsors, uh, Senor Hurtado, who was from um, uh, Dominican Republic, and uh, <laughs> uh, my fr uh, Mr. Simonette from the Bahamas were sponsors, right? And and whoa, whoa, which Mr. Simonette? Because I know a Mr. Simonette from the Bahamas who lives in really Maryland. Yeah. Oh, really? He's probably yes. the same guy. Yeah. Oh, he was, he was my wow. ethics teacher. How about that? And, and also a sponsor for oh. the Black Student Union. We oh. need we need to chat. Yeah, we, I, well. No, well, I don't know. Well, we should take this offline, but we, we yeah. know a Bahamian who's a Simonette that we know yeah, really well. Right. They, so. they have wow. to be related. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it wow, was... that's it, small they, world, man. Yeah, man. It's crazy. So yeah, no, they they fostered a, a sense of community in us. They got us out there. Um, and I, I mean, I was prepared when I left. And, you know, I have uh, black, white, Asian foreign uh, people that I can call up today, you know, people from Panama and, you know, Japan, Russia. <laughs> I know Ravi. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Be careful about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was waiting for Ravi to jump on that, you know, his connection. Hey. No, I'm around, so. So, did you seek? I figured they're recording. Uh, Rob's jumping in. He's got to change his. his yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's trying to. He's trying to end this topic. Topic yeah, area right now. I know. So, right, let's yeah, avoid no, Russia. No, let's not talk about Russia. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to get Ravi's clearance revoked. So, uh, <laughs> but no, no, Chris. In, in the end, it ended up being a really positive experience. That's for me. great. Yeah. So did, yeah, no. So, so the reason uh, I asked is because sorry, Basil. The reason I asked is. You know, a lot of the conversations around around minorities and gender tends to kind of tilt towards the negative. Uh, rightly so. We have issues that we need to address, but it's always good to hear a, a positive experience, a positive story. So thanks oh, for sharing. Yeah. Did you did you seek out that sort of sense of belonging, that help from the Georgetown Prep staff, or did they see it, or did it just organically happen? Like, what's so. Yeah, is they, that like you know, for students that don't notice, seek it out. Yeah, they yeah. always they they find uh, a place for you. They they see like the administration encourages you to be part of it. Like first day there, and so it's it's funny you're bringing up prep because I actually 
went back and talked to their black student union a couple weeks ago just to, and from there I had some students who just saw my picture on Instagram and said and reached out to me from different universities but they uh they encourage you to become part of the community wherever you fit in right like they when I was there they had a, That's good. a group they first week before school they had an orientation and you came in and they preach to you, they say, hey, you don't want to be a, a 245er, right? You don't want to leave here, the campus at 245. You want to find people and activities to do. If you have a club you want to make, you want to talk to a, a teacher that has those interests, have make it. You want to become part of this community, wherever, you know, you want to contribute back. And uh, it, it's actually helped me in life, like, past that because I was really, really um, introverted and into myself. And, uh, you know, that that was a big kind of changing moment, those those four years and how I, I operated. So, yeah, I can't imagine you yeah. introverted. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I so guess at one point we all were. Yeah. Go ahead, Basil. Talk a little bit about <clears throat> electrical engineering. What, what made you choose electrical oh, engineering? So, this is a horrible story too. So <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, my decision making processes weren't all that great young. So I I, I thought I was gonna be a doctor also, <laughs> but I, I knew I was good at math and I knew I was good at science. Um, so I applied to applied to 11 colleges and my mom will tell you, I got into all 11, uh, two, 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 two Ivy Leagues and, wow. uh, and but I got a full ride from um, Penn, what I got a full ride from Howard University and from university and from. Hey, I think. <laughs> hey, Basil, I think we need to. We have Rob. We found Robbie's replacement. Yeah, yeah. There it is. And, and from University of Maryland, right? University of Maryland College Park gave me a full ride, and so I I found out that um, if you applied to electrical engineering, computer science, or computer engineering. It's actually a, a aerospace company. Allied Aerospace provided you a laptop at University of Maryland. And so I was like, oh. So I called my uncle up. My uncle had, uh, he was, he was with uh, SAIC at the time. And he was, his undergrad was in electrical. His master's was in computer science. And I said, hey, which one should I choose? And he said, electrical, go electrical. Um, and, you know, I always figured I'd go, I'd choose electrical. I'd declare I'd get my laptop. There was no penalty for like getting out of it. I'd leave, I'd go back to pre-med and I'd have a laptop. They couldn't take That's it awesome. from me. That is awesome. <laughs> but I started taking classes in electrical and I liked it. So I ended up, which this is the beginning of the end of my relationship with my mom. I'm just joking. <laughs> but that's when I decided I'm not going to uh, become a doctor anymore. I did, I did finish my pre-med course. And you have that certificate and, uh, for your internship I, there at uh, Walter Reed as well. Yeah. Oh, look, if I could I could show it to you. I Look, I have it right back there if you guys want to see it. I developed the intragastric challenge model for transcutaneous immunology or what? immunization. I have no, no idea. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You've got to explain. Is That's that, not even that an nice, acronym. you got to explain is that. that. To, get, to, get, to get correlation in the immunoglobulin gamma <laughs> of right, mice. Right. Are you just talking about farting? Is that what that is? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like an, I heard Sound like an Avengers situation right here. <laughs> <laughs> Good gracious. Ravi. Yeah. How have 
Come on, man. How is it man, taking I you more than know. a year and a half I, to get Donnell on the... Seriously. I did not know he was this smart. I had no idea. I really did. Could you repeat that again? Into what? Ivy League. Intergalactic what? Yeah, enter live. BC Boy song. Intergalactic Yes. So, Ivy League. Ivy League schools? Which Ivy League schools do you mind naming? Or are you embarrassed? Well, yeah. I'm not embarrassed. So, so I, I got in the University of Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and Princeton. Woo! Yeah. What? I would, you hear that, Ivy League? Yeah. Ivy League, you can stick it. Stick oh, my it. goodness. chose Maryland. That's right. Mr. Man, Mr. Man so made kids, the top of the list in terms of our I, guests, man. No, I think there's a huge lesson here. It's, is yeah. just because you get I, in to these yeah. schools, it's like, boom. You know, there's a lot yeah. more behind that, you know, yeah. thinking behind it. No, so. I... And and to be honest, I'm happy with the decision I made. You know, my my mom paid a lot of money for me to go to uh, prep, uh, even though I, I had some assistance. Like she paid money for me to go to prep. She sent me to Catholic school growing up. And you have the opportunity to save your parents money and get a good education. Like, you know, and in the end, we all end up at the same place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that, it's all, that's why I tell... Yeah, I, I, I mean, I went to Division Two school. I regret a little bit not going to Michigan, but when you interview people, when you bring on people, you see the yep. talent from Princeton. If you interview good people, they match up, man. They, they can, they can hang with the Princeton, Harvard, Yale, and sometimes oh, yeah. surpass their work ethic yeah. and and the oh. attention to detail. You know, surpasses and those big, big Ivy League, Ivy League people. And I, I'll tell you, so my, my wife went to a, a small liberal arts college in New Orleans, and then she went to, to from there to Maryland and then for a master's, and then she went to Georgetown Law. Like, it never it never held her back. Uh, you know, it, a lot of times the smaller schools will foster and encourage you um, to do better. So, yeah, I, I, I don't have anything against Ivy League schools. I know a lot of kids that went there. I know a lot of people doing very well that came out of there, but yeah, in the absolutely. end, you know, wasn't my path, and I don't regret it. <laughs> I, I but I mean, the trade-off I is going to Maryland. It, 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 yeah, I mean, it gave me a different perspective on on a lot. So, yeah, I mean, one of our other guests, Ernest Huffman, who you may or may not know. I mean, he's he's from upstate New York. He went to Florida Tech, and these guys always make fun of me. Most all of my guests uh, from Florida Tech or have some affiliation to Florida Tech, but yeah. Chris made all his friends but, in college. Yeah, I know. Uh, but but like you said, you know, the sense of community, like it, oh, if yeah. I pick up the phone and call whoever from Florida Tech, they will talk to you. They will listen. And that, that's amazing. That's amazing yeah. to have. You won't get that it, at a it, big school. That's very true, right? And that's the that's one thing I miss going from prep to uh, Maryland. So I, I have a group of friends from Maryland, very tight group. But, you know, it's not... It's not like uh, prep with the right. community, right? I I could call somebody that graduated in electrical engineering with me and had classes with me all along the way at Maryland, and they'd be like, "Oh, you were in my class? Like you were, like, <laughs> you, were you were number two fifteen of four fifty? Like what? <laughs> it, it, it's it's that, different. It's different. That's how it was at NC State. I, so to your point, Chris, it's, it's probably true. I mean, we had a big school. And my college was a little bit different in the sense that I, my first daughter was born my first semester, and my second daughter was born my last semester. So it was. I uh, that. It was a different. I went to school later, a little bit later in life. Well, later I was 
let's see, 24 and then uh, 26, 7. So. Oh, man, I just thought you, were, I thought you were a busy 18-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, define busy. Uh, so you were you went to NC State, Hazel? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, you didn't know that, Robbie? Oh. I fr- man, I come on now. It. I don't know. I don't know. I went to Elon. You went to Elon so down sure. here. How, how I, do I we call, not? I could call. You went to when Elon I call, yeah, I, yeah. Anytime I call them up, <laughs> they're like, uh, "Press three. Darnell, did you get accepted to Elon? There's a bunch of Maryland no. kids that come down here to Elon. No, I did not. I, I, I didn't apply to Elon. I, it's it's so funny. I applied to so many schools because I had this like weird fear that like no school was gonna accept me. It was and like everybody was like, oh, "What yeah. do you mean? Like you have good GPA?" I was like, "Yeah." But what happened if nobody accepts me? Like, yeah. I'm like, I still need, I still need to make sure I apply to a lot of schools. So I, I but I stayed mostly in the uh, Washington metro area. Uh, furthest I went was up Pennsylvania. You know, so does that is that something that kind of sticks with you, like that approach? Like, okay, kind of not questioning yourself, but maybe I don't know. Everybody calls it imposter syndrome to a degree. Is there some of that in you that? keeps you questioning things and like you know hey maybe i'm not this or i gotta try harder harder at this point right uh it's less imposter syndrome and more so i i've always after kind of high school i've always kind of operated with the perspective of like i don't know how hard everybody else is working so Hmm. um i don't want to ever get outworked you know that's 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 yeah. me um you know you, you no matter where i'm at i just don't want to get outworked I, i'd rather work as hard as i can do as much as i can um and if i if i leave it whether it's you know practicing you know whatever public speaking or or engaging and and learning finances or whatever like i'll I just want to be uh, exceptional in in my work ethic for it, just because otherwise, you know, you hate to come up on something and find out that you know you were doing X and somebody else was doing Y. So, it, is that <clears throat> something you're? I'm no, sorry. go ahead. I know you have, you've got amazing kids, but like, is that? something you're instilling in your kids like uh, that kind of an attitude or you're just letting uh, it or is that something completely <laughs> if you different? met my kids it'd be a, i i cannot instill that in my kids my son has <laughs> a level of intensity second to none um if i ever tried to push him <laughs> i think i'd drive him to uh <laughs> insanity like he is he is nasty but isn't intensity oh. equal yeah no, no, keep if, sorry. No, finish your no, talk. no. That's I mean that's it. Like he's intense. My oldest son is is super intense. My middle my middle child is a little more laid back, which is where I, I was at that age. He's very introverted, which is he he has my personality type. And my and my oldest, I mean my only daughter, she runs the house, so she does <laughs> she she does what she wants. <laughs> nice. And so yeah, but my it, like you know. My my parents always told me just do your best, and uh, that's that's it. Like that's all I could tell my kids is just do your best. So, I, I was just gonna say like these these guys know. Well, maybe maybe not. I'm I'm an introvert. Yeah. They know that. I'm uber competitive, but I'm also a little guy 
who gets pushed around. So I got a chip on my shoulder. And I feel like if your kids are intense in any way, I feel like that that intensity as a kid in my in my world translated to exactly. I was like maybe not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I will outwork oh, yeah. you. Oh yeah, I will work, 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 work. I will so, outwork you. And if you work a little more, I will outwork you yeah. again. You know. So that was my kind that's, of mantra. That's my oldest son, man. We started him playing soccer, and uh, and he was on just a, a rec league team. And my my dad played for um, his his national team when I was growing up. He played for the Jamaican national team. Uh, it, Ooh, yeah, we need to get into that a little bit. So, yeah. yeah, he just li- yeah. he just slipped that but, in there like yeah, no. it was nothing. <laughs> so when my son played soccer, he said, "Oh, finally, I can teach someone how to play soccer," which shows you the level of coordination I had at that age. So. Uh, <laughs> So when he started, I mean, that intensity was there. And when he would lose a game, he would literally say, hey, call call grandpa. Like, we need to go to the field and work out. And he would go. And, and nice. uh, wow. this is a, a seven-year-old would call up my dad and wow, probably an hour or two a day for four days a week, go out to the field and just work. And, like, I didn't have that at his age. That's awesome. Um, you know, I I I literally have to spend half my time calming him down, <laughs> backing him down. I was like, hey, chill, man. Like it's not that deep. But when it comes to comp- competition and uh, intensity, he's he was born with that that bone. Uh, I I had to develop it over time. So <laughs> introverts usually yeah. have to develop it over time, but somehow I I. Sounds like your son. Son, uh, I I was never gifted athletically, but sounds like you you come from pedigree of athleticism. Talk about a little bit about yeah, your Jamaican it, heritage. It skipped a generation. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm telling you, like it's. I still have. I have video of my son, my oldest son, 18 months. I'm throwing a football. He's catching it out the air, right? 18 months. Wait, like, football crazy. as in American football, right? Because those of us football, over yeah. here, we, we talk about football. Come on, man. <laughs> He's Come catching on, man. It. Yeah. He's, exactly. <laughs> yes, very not kicking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, me, my, so I grew up and my dad played uh, uh, center back and uh, left back for uh, Jamaica. Um, That's awesome. Wow. Wow. Probably until I was, oh, goodness, uh, 11 or 12 years old. So, he uh he he made the national team and that's how so for when he came up a bunch of his friends came up also they for a while the Howard University soccer team uh half of it was the Jamaican national soccer oh, wow. team oh my gosh so, nice. so it was it, it was pretty good him and all of his friends came up they're all doing pretty well he's a he's an accountant for uh, oh he well he he retired from being an accountant at Computer Sciences Corporation, and oh, yeah. you know his friends all, uh, a lot of them are accountants too. So it's funny they they got into the same field. So that's awesome, man. Uh, you di- uh, now the introvert in you is coming coming out. You downplaying all your, your yeah. family stuff, <laughs> your, yeah, your kid stuff, yeah, but but now that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so how, how does it how does it feel to be kind of a I know Ravi has a bunch of questions about Korea and stuff, but how did it, like, you know, second generation, what are you, first generation, I guess, 
Your first, first generation? Yeah, so yeah, first generation. they call it. Yeah, so my mom and my dad are from Jamaica. Um, okay. It, 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 it gives you a different perspective on things growing up, right? Um, yep. Things are never that bad because, you know, you could... Uh, That's true. <laughs> you could... You could be upset that you didn't get a Nintendo game, and they're like, "Yeah, like I had to eat chicken back," and <laughs> you know, it's like, "Yeah, like we had whole chicken, meals. chicken sauce, chicken sauce." Yeah, exactly, chicken sauce, <laughs> chicken back. You know, and and uh, you know, whatever. And it's it's a different, it's a different, uh, it's a different perspective on the world. So it 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 humbles you. It keeps you grounded um, growing up. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, let me not complain to mom or dad because they <laughs> they grew. I remember when, you know, my brother climbed a mango tree and was stuck because the neighbor was was going to like beat him with a stick. It's like it's a different world <laughs> when you're growing up in Jamaica in the 60s. Right. And then they had uh, I don't know if you know the history of Jamaica, but they had a whole um, political kind of uprising with uh, Matt Mar- uh, Manly and Siago where they were, it was almost to the point of civil war in Jamaica. So there is, um, yeah, they they grew up during a different time, which puts a lot of perspective on the kind of trials you face here, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, my goodness, my Mitsubishi Mirage broke down. <laughs> so, so, so what? Oh, inflation's 8%. Oh, my God, <laughs> life is ending. Exactly. Oh my God! Gas is six dollars a gallon. I used to walk fifteen miles to school with my uniform in my hand, so it didn't get dirty. Because I'd get in trouble if I had a dirty uniform. <laughs> it's like, uh, there you go, there you go. So, so siblings? Do you have any uh, yeah, brothers, sisters? Yeah, I have an older sister who, she's a a dentist. So. She oh, she's the favorite she one. She got the yeah. doctor oh. in her name. Okay. At least somebody listened to your mom. I know. Yeah, she uh yeah, so she she's a dentist um practicing her husband her and her husband own a practice. Her husband's from from Trinidad, Fernando, you know, you and nice. him. Okay. So uh, <laughs> my my pseudo people, my yeah, pseudo two, people. Two, two Trinis uh living the life. <laughs> yeah, from the south side. Exactly. <laughs> Robbie, you two. That's there awesome. you go. Three Trinis. <laughs> so <laughs> Good food, for sure. <laughs> we bring the spice. How about Basil, cricket? You Wait, to... you talked about football, but no yeah, cricket, no yeah, cricket no, in your I, family. I never played because you guys guys got some <laughs> so this big players out of Jamaica. If if I wish my dad was here, because he would love you, because he uh, he almost made he made the Jamaican national soccer team, and he almost made the Jamaican national cricket team. Man, so he yeah, also made yeah. that club. Oh wow, uh, and. He he, had, he he always talks about it because he said he had the choice of going to like the final tryout or uh, going to the Jamaican uh, the soccer uh, this high school soccer practice or something, and his coach was like, "Hey, you come in here, you're better at this than that." And so uh, yeah, he 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 wanted to. Man, I'm, to I'm a, from Sri Lanka, and our idols, all our oh, idols are from, from West oh, Indies. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sri Lanka. Yeah, they, I was I mean, born and my. I tell these guys, my grandmother was a proper cricketer. She was captain of the national team. Oh, wow. All, all right. of that. Oh, but, wow. yeah, I was just... West Indies, man. Oh, she yeah. she used to tell me stories about meeting Viv Richards and Greenwich yeah. and all these players from all these islands. <laughs> but, man, it, oh, 
watching the watching the Windies play cricket. That it's and that's why I love watching the Sri Lankans. We lose a lot, but we have that flair. Yeah. We have the flair. Yeah. And it's who you play too in Sri Lanka. <laughs> it's like play hey, hey, we won the World Cup. We won the World Cup a couple of times now. True. True. <laughs> yeah. So so we uh let's get let's kind of switch gears a little bit to the um your role at Parsons. Not yeah. now, but you know, you jump in. Let's get back to you know, you're you're yeah. starting off with the FAA, getting back in aviation. Yeah, you're jumping in, moving up. Like, what? How do you know where you want to go? Like, if so, if you're jumping in the FAA, you're getting to know this massive agency uh, and all the wor- inner workings. Like, what what was the career path there? Moving up, challenges, obstacles. Yeah, it was, so Parsons gave me the opportunity to do a lot. Right, um, I started off in the federal aviation side. I spent uh, two and a half years there. I went over to our NASA contract, um, worked on uh, worked on that for two to three years. I came back to FA as a- What was your NASA contract? So, what, yeah, what so we, we have a contract uh, called NASA, um, oh goodness, FACETS, which stands for something. Uh, it's basically facility upgrades at at Goddard Space Flight Center, and um, okay, so it wasn't the fastest that we're holding the space shuttle together. No, yeah, I wish, <laughs> I wish, like uh, we we did. I developed or I helped construct uh, labs, clean rooms, um, just different facilities for the scientists. I'm telling you, if you ever have the chance to work at any NASA research facility. It's the coolest thing in the world, right? Like, you go out and I'm helping uh, get this lab outfitted for just a scientist, and you walk outside, and the hall is lined with like chest freezers, and they they open it up, and you're like, oh, what's that? They're like, oh yeah, some rocks from the moon, some rocks from an asteroid, yeah, this is that, this is that. It's like, and they're in like. Scientists are so quirky, right? Like they're in like Ziploc bags that you get at Costco, right? Like zipped up and thrown in the chest. It's like it's out of control. I was like, man, you guys are so uh, laid back with it. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Is that where you got the space rock that you have on the on your yeah. shelf back there? Yeah, I have a space, oh my that, God. Is that moon rock? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. No, it's. Oh, you see that moon rock on his video? It's it amazing. Next to his dusty workout equipment. There you go. No, but yeah, NASA <laughs> was really, really uh, cool. Um, from my Parsons perspective, I had some of uh, the best. Uh, it, it was like it was a, a machine and how they operated, some of the best kind of processes and procedures on how they got work done. It taught me a lot about um, just uh, the different parts of, of our company and you know how how deep to go technically on project management versus you know engineer where i was coming from i had one of the best managers uh uh in the world and uh it taught, it grew me up as a professional and then i came back to tssc where i said hey i'm gonna go uh back to the fa and i want nothing but interesting projects right <laughs> which is where i met ravi at that point <laughs> so it was cool 
And he oh, knew yeah, it was man. a big mistake. <laughs> so talk a little bit. You mentioned it sounded like you had a good mentor or at least leader when you're working on some of the NASA projects. You want to talk oh, a little yeah. bit about that? I mean, you know, we've talked on this pod a lot about <clears throat> the importance of, of mentors and finding people that you can, yeah, that can so help, I, help you. I When I came over to NASA, I came over as a, um, a construction uh, manager or a construction project manager. And I was probably uh, Parsons had held the contract for a very long time. So I was 29, 30, and I was probably 30 years younger than the next oldest project manager, construction manager. And my my manager, uh, Brent Huger, um, taught me a lot about kind of uh, just how to operate um, as a manager, right? So it was it was mentoring by example for him. You know, I, I stayed late and picked his brain on why he made decisions, how he how he addressed the client. Right. Um, I know we're all contractors here, but he, he taught me a lot about how to how to get buy in from a client, how to get accountability from a client side. You know, contractors and consultants are always the accountable ones. They're always the. <laughs> there it's always the contractor's fault you know but he taught me a lot about how to um how to work in a partnership with a client over a long period of time and get them to be accountable and buy in and and how successful work goes when you have accountability on both sides right like i'm going to submit these drawings you say you're going to take a month to to review them it's going to be a day-to-day slip if if we don't get it you know the deadline's going to move right everybody's in agreement let's go right it's it was really things that i hadn't seen before because i always thought great uh customer service was doing what the client said uh regardless and sometimes um you want to you want to make sure they get to i kind of redirect there you want to make sure they get to their goal right so it changed my conversation when i came back to the fa and i had clients the first thing i asked them was hey not you know, what the project's goal. It's like, what's your goal, right? Is your goal to finish this project in X amount of days? Is your goal to expend your 2019 funds by this? Is your goal just so that your manager doesn't call you up? <laughs> you know, because they're, <laughs> it's like, what's your goal? And then get there and then both sides are successful, right? And that's, I, I, I teach that. I teach right. uh, a lot of um, listening. To my team you know it's you don't you may you may know a lot about what's going on but the first place you start with is listening he always this guy uh was probably 35 years older than me and no matter what the situation was he always started by being quiet and listening to me get through the whole scenario right everything yeah it really rare. That's rare. Like, it's wild rare. how many people, and I know you guys deal with it all the time. Everybody deals with this. There are people that you're explaining a problem, and in the middle of the problem, oh, they got the solution, right? So the rest of the explanation means nothing, right? Because they're just waiting to get mm-hmm. that, that explanation out of the solution. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Especially like, men. Have you Especially ever heard, men. like... You know, men, men, and myself <laughs> included, true. we have a I hard time guy, listening. Robbie, Jesus. He does it all the time. There you go. That's, that's true. 
No, but I'd love to. I'd love to. Oh, this is sorry. Go ahead. I don't interrupt people. Chris does. No, no, but Ravi's still learning to listen. He's he's the elder statesman in the in the family. He's he's the older brother. He's still learning to listen. But so I started I started teaching last semester, and I had to make some major adjustments. I've been I've been out of university for 20 plus 25 years right so i go back and i have this grand you know i'm gonna influence the next gen blah 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 and man i was oh. i was i was i was stunned <laughs> stunned into silence sometimes stunned into anger some stunned into yelling at basil and ravi on <laughs> chat like what's going on now but so so the the reason i bring that up is you know i i had to make a adjustment and I'm, I'm kind of going to the next semester trying to figure out okay how do i learn the lessons how do i but it's hard right now we've been removed how are you like the work ethic that attention to detail that listening that patience that like this is a marathon not a sprint how are you communicating that to your your staff your mentees your you know next generation yeah. your kids yeah no I, you know i i have a Robbie knows right now. I have a pretty large team, so I have uh, uh, over 500 people underneath me. Ooh, um, that's a big team. And, and yeah, and they're they're broad in scope. You know, everything from engineers to technicians. And my my biggest thing for for my team is listening and teamwork. Right, like we. It, we're in the infrastructure upgrade business and things go wrong, right? Uh, first, first you find a solution and then you, you, you address the problem, right? So if you work for um, finding people to blame up front, then this, you never get to the solution, right? We work as a team. I know you say X, Y, Z screwed up. I don't care. I don't care who did what to who. Let's find the solution first, and then we'll worry about addressing the problem. And 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 whenever you um, you have a team environment, right? Like I I played basketball growing up, and it's like whenever you have a team and things go wrong, the first thing if you have a team that the first thing they want to do is blame each other and go head to head and fight, and and they never think about you know what they need to do to correct it then you lose right you lose every time and i've been on that team blame the manager right yeah (laughs) i mean look robbie knows me and so i'm gonna go into it me and robbie were on two different sides of of the contract right robbie you were on on the nist side and i was on the on the tssc side right Oh, hey, 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 man, you're going to bring it. PTSD, man, no, be careful. Ravi might go into meltdown. <laughs> no, we, you right, talked about the NISC, and he might we, go into we, the meltdown. We found Chris back ways on mute, please. to work. <laughs> are, you, are, are you guys former uh, NISCers also? So is that, a, is, that, is, that a, is that a third rail? I'm actually... Uh, let's not. So, so no, I got to give the background. So Ravi, we know how he feels about the NISC. Hey, actually, Ravi. I survived my career at Booz without getting on the NISC. So, and right now I'm on the NISC, so, 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 you know. No, in the end, it was a real positive story. We all worked together to help uh, our client deliver 
awesome. you know, what they needed. And it was on the. Um, it's a great client, too, by the way. Yeah. Great client. Great client. EOSH group. We, we developed some some oh, great I know who you're talking about. Well, I meant, I meant yeah. the specific person, Mr. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I know who you're talking 100%. about. Yeah. So in the end, like, these are the things, like, uh, we, we didn't worry about throwing blame across the fence, which I, outside of Robbie, when I was in other situations with other contractors, uh, it was, hey, those guys at Parsons did this. Oh, those guys at Lockheed or those guys at Lytos did this. We worked together and our client loved us and there was plenty of work to go around. I, I thought it was um, one of the best uh, work relationships I ever had. That's where we developed a friendship, right? Working, developing. Yeah, that's, that's uh, great. Work and packages. That, people for don't learn that lesson. Yeah. yeah. People don't, don't, people don't learn that lesson even... 30 40 years into their career even to this day like work together exactly right not blame the other like that, that makes you look like why are, why are you not aiming for a big solution for everyone right. to kind of get to the finish line together right yeah so that's our mentality our teammates that we work with you know name dropping bill cooper hey, basil oh. has no idea what we're talking Dave about Clark, cooper. guys lenny Lenny Bellevue. Oh, Dave Bill cooper. Clark, i know bill that cooper. name i know Coop. i know All that name. Hey, man you guys are connect I will say that this is the first time in a, on, a, on the podcast we've talked about business in a way that's gotten in the level of detail. And I appreciate the, for, for this one, one reason, the fact that we're in an environment where there's this whole great resignation, hard to recruit, hard to retain, all these things happening. I think it's important to, for folks who hear us, listen to us, I don't understand the lessons and the best practices and all the good stuff, but also just know that like it, this is a journey, man. You gotta, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you gotta listen, learn, experience the hardships, and and progress. And if you don't progress, leave, reach yeah. out, network, uh-huh. and 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 revisit. Right? I mean, that's what I'm hearing from you, and and that's that's really really great. That, I mean, it's it's awesome. Like this stuff is all like work has always been. And me and Robbie talk about this all the time. It's all about relationships, you know, business, work. Because in the yeah. end, we're dealing with people. 100%. Like, uh, I think, uh, Basil, you were talking about um, going and, and doing demonstrations for kids, right? Those kids aren't going to give you a contract. This is for truly <laughs> the best. You know what I mean? It's it's an investment in people, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I, to I've been in rooms. Uh, I remember one time I went to a, a career fair, and I won't talk about which company this was, but there was a a, a, a lady from like the local parks and planning that came to the career fair, walked up to this other stand and said, "Hey, you guys have engineers. My kids are seven and eight, um, and you know I'd love to if you guys have a contact for somebody to reach out to." To talk to him and the and and the recruiter or whoever at that table said well no we're here to fill these positions <laughs> i was dumbfounded i was like oh come over here parsons could talk to your kids like i i would love it uh you know and it's uh when when you're not about people when you're not about relationships i'm a big karma guy like i don't think that's a recipe for success right i think i i love the first conversation you guys had about the the lawa like that's giving back right that's giving back 
it's an organization yeah. that you may be close to. They may have expressed business interests that align, but like you're giving back. Those are people's time. The, 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 you it's, know, yeah. it's, I will, it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, that's, yeah. it's part of that community. I, I will, oh, yeah. but, Sorry, my bad. It's part of that. It's part of that community piece, right? If you're going to work in that community, you're going to live in that community. What are you doing oh, yeah. to actually give back? Not because there's something in it for yourself, but there's something in it for the other people that oh, are going to yeah. be impacted by it. So that's huge, and a lot of companies don't see the importance of it, you know, and that's a shame in certain cases, right? But um, you know, just to kind of stick to that theme real quick, I know we're we're hitting time here, but community, what? You know, of course, you get the Georgetown Prep alumni. You've got yeah. that connection there in your community itself. You know, including with Parsons. You know, what are some things oh. that you guys get involved with, and that that you again influence staff that are younger than you, staff maybe at lower levels that are upcoming. You know, the show like Parsons is doing this, or Darnell is doing this. You know, what are some of those community organizations you're you're part of? Yeah, we we actually we have a pretty good Parsons is is pretty so the thing i like is they're really deliberate about how they engage the community and they um they work hard and provide you uh kind of the support to do it so i i've uh uh probably there during COVID, i went out to our our ceo and our um head of hr at the time and I asked them uh, if I could engage University of Maryland's uh, Office of Multi-Ethnic Student Education to um, talk to them about internships and, uh, you know, what they needed to support their STEM careers. I, I, I needed, I, so I have a affinity for engineering. I have affinity for um, bringing in uh, underserved communities into engineering. And everybody knows I love Maryland, so it fit, fit perfectly. And and they, I mean, they gave me gave me money to go and engage that office and talk to uh, the head of that office and say, hey, what do you need? What do you need money for? Do you need money for tutoring? Do what? Do you need money for uh, you know development in another way? And and we we were able to donate money. I was able to engage the students. Um, we're able to uh, get interns from the school. Uh, right now, I'm up and doing uh, um, um, the executive sponsor for some uh, HBCU, Historically Black College and University Outreach. Wow. Uh, you know, they've, they've uh, opened up their contacts to me. They've introduced me to people on their uh, board of directors, uh, Parsons Board of Directors, in order to uh, open up contacts where I can engage communities in different ways, you know, um, over that time. Awesome. I've actually got multiple chances to sit down with the president of the University of Maryland, people that had um, scholarship funds out in California, and just see how I personally can can help affect that, that change and, and bring it in. You know, it's uh, there's a lot out there. Um, they've, they've supported me at as soon as I've engaged them on it. Um, and that's, I mean, to me, that's all I could ask for, you know, you know, uh, if, if, yeah. if I, I could stay quiet and complain or I could uh, reach out and ask them and, and they, they always obliged or 
even if they they didn't provide money, they said, hey, they connected me with uh, the head of our um, recruiting for college students and said, and we talked about programs we could run that didn't cost any money. We have an early career development program. Yeah. And I thought about using local chapters of that ECD, uh, our early career development program, to engage universities for, for tutoring, right? Get them, in, get them involved. They've, awesome. they've done little competitions, you know, capture the flag for middle schools, for cyber. Um, and, it, you know, it, it, they've been really open to engaging the community everywhere. It's, it's hard when you're, I mean, you guys know you all work with big corporations. It's hard when your corporation's really broad and big. I know some, uh, Parsons has, what, 16,000, 17,000 people. Um, so if they got 16,000, 17,000 requests for, for money, it would be uh, tough. <laughs> but uh, they, they've always been open to engaging. So that's, that's all I could ask for. That's awesome. Yeah. That's impressive. So, so yeah, I know Ravi, Ravi's looking to get to the fun part, but I really have to ask you this question because the four of us are the minorities, uh, even though Basil does not look like one. Wait, 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 um, you, but oh, when he shows up, he says you're no, 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 but he does but, look like it. But Sometimes. but he is a minority. But when he shows up in, well, he's a minority when he shows up in your inbox. But when you when you see him. <laughs> I don't know if he's a minority, but he's a minority right now. <laughs> he is a minority right now. But the question I'm trying to get to, uh, I want to get. I'm a minority to... because of my good looks. There's just not as many people as good looking. <laughs> no. oh, I like it. I like it. And actually, it's not. A, it's not as good looks. It's his height. He's yeah, just yeah. taller than two of us. Every time we take a picture too. between <laughs> yeah. Chris, Robbie, he's like six foot two or six foot three. Yeah, well, I got the same Hawaiian, with, uh, Chinese, Norwegian hanging with, person. Hanging with Darnell or or Basil, two tall people. I know. Man. It's hey, Darnell, how tall are you, Darnell? Uh, six four. Okay, so you're yeah. taller than Basil. Ba- yeah, Basil, okay. Six two. Uh, Both yeah. of you, again, Ravi and I feel discriminated against <laughs> right now. Anyway, Sorry. anyway, what I want to get to is, so you, I mean, great conversation. I was just telling Ravi holy crap we could talk for another half an hour um but as we try to wrap up um you know one thing that we touched on the outset is that's important as an african-american as a as a first generation immigrant um i think it's important for our listeners to understand kind of you know how you feel about not just the aviation industry but in general but what's happening in and this is a big big question i understand if you want to kind of you know, circumvent or give a little answer, but I, I don't think you're gonna gonna do that. But I wanna what wanna learn. Like we have a lot going on uh, on color, ethnic, ethnicity, immigration. Uh, you're a black man from Maryland, D, DMV, uh, with parents of Jamaica. I'm as a as an immigrant. I wanna understand or learn from you, like. What does that mean? Where do you? How are you trying to influence the next yeah. generation? Not just your family, but not just your family at Parsons, outside of Parsons, out in the community. What are you trying to do with the aviation industry? Because one of the, our passions, the three of our passions, is to question, 
force force the conversation and, and really understand like hey the aviation aviation industry is 90 95% male dominated and and I don't know if the numbers are accurate in the last few years I think I'm I'm seeing a lot of women coming up which is great and and the reason I'm I'm doing this diatribe I I really want to set you up to to really understand your thoughts on on how are we going to get into not just the next generation not Basil's kids your kids Ravi's kids I don't have kids but their kids how do we get them into this how do we get and i'm not talking about aviation i'm talking about in general yeah. oh yeah so i'll start off with aviation and i'll work my way out so what i and i know i'll try to make it brief so when i talked about all the uh, stuff with maryland and prep and it was a really good like feel good story well i left maryland and it took me over a year to find a job interviewing resumes and I couldn't uh, figure out why. My my wife told me I should change my name on my resume from Darnell to DJ. Um, no lie, to to get more interviews, right? And I did it for a little bit, got in, got more interviews, but you know, it's hard to hide <laughs> when you're in person. And um, and eventually I said, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go to a company that it just accepts me for who I am. You know, I'm, I'm, I know what I am. Uh, and so I got into the uh, AEC, architectural engineering construction industry. And it, it's, a, it's a very mature industry that's headed by a lot of older white males. It's just the way the industry came up. And the relationships there at the very top were that uh, at all the companies, all the major companies at that. Oh, point. yeah. Um, and there was no getting around it. Um, for me, now, as I've come up, what I've said to influence it, uh, I'm going to influence it through through business. Uh, you know, I'm and I told Ravi next week I'm I'm going out to the um what is it? The AMAC conference in uh, Chicago. That's the uh, Airport Minority Advisory Council uh, conference for business diversity. And the whole purpose of my visit is to get more business to women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses, and until you build uh, a sustained infrastructure where people see um, people leading mm-hmm. businesses that look in a, a variety of ways, right? That uh, are from a variety yeah. of backgrounds, you'll never get there. Like people, I, I've known people to leave companies just because they see the the executives and say, "Look, I'm not, I'm not going to be there." You know, this is not where I'm going to grow into. Right. Um, the DC, the DMV uh, has more, I believe, uh, a higher density of of diverse contractors because of the federal government and their rules and federal contracts, right? Like you, you get more mm-hmm. diverse businesses and you build not only wealth in those communities, but you also build an infrastructure where people have role models, right? Uh, my, my sister's right. a dentist, right? It's not, 
it's not out of the ordinary for my kids to see a black female dentist. My next door neighbor right. is a, a partner at, at KPMG. She's black female, right? Her, her husband's a, a tennis pro, right? Like these are black males. So it's not, you see people in successful roles, living normal careers, doing things and building uh, um, an infrastructure where other people can see it. And then it's instead of having a pocket just here in D.C., you want to do it where where the people are. Right. And spread out. I know D.C. is, is kind of a, a, it's it's a blip on a map in terms of um, diversity of, of wealth, you know, and, and so you go to other places and around the country and hell, other places right outside of Maryland and Virginia, and it's not the same. So uh, you you gotta. Oh, you, I I try my best to to engage a diverse workforce. Uh, women, I mean, women, uh, different ethnicities, and and do it through the business aspect. You know, if you have the power of influence and the ability to engage and the government, federal government's looking for small disadvantaged um, minority owned businesses, disabled vet businesses, and you can create a broader diversity, then you could create an infrastructure where people have a support system, right? I can only do so many STEM programs, but getting people out, in, you know, Lamoni, Iowa, in a, in a diverse business, uh, will, will influence people more, right? They'll, not only the people, not only people that look like me and you, but also, and this is my perspective, people that don't look like me and you will see, oh, this guy owns that business and they do this, right? This this person right. is an engineer, and 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 it, it changes people's perspective on on people also. So. Um, that's, I mean, that that's my global view of things. I, I I talk to my parents all the time, and where they come from, my dad will drive around in his car, and he say, you know, in Jamaica, I would have never, I would have never imagined that I'd be driving around in whatever BMW, like living in a house, right? Just just the concept right. never passed his mind as a child, right? And and yeah, exactly. And for me, my dad's been an accountant my whole life, right? Like he's been a professional. Like he's been working. Like I couldn't imagine my dad not going to work in a dress shirt and slacks, right? <laughs> like he's also a soccer player. He's yeah. a cricketer. He's he yeah. a lot of things, yep. right? More and, athletic and, than me. That's his yeah. Thing and, and as we wrap this up, I, I, I you know, a couple of days ago, I saw this. I was chatting to with some of my immigrant pals about all the kind of issues in the world, which which you know is you know mountain to climb. But one of the things that that came across was like how you know our parents, our grandparents had this hard, really hardship, and and you can do a sign <laughs> curve, you can do a sine wave, you can do whatever whatever curve you want to do. Um, but the bottom line that I take, took away uh, as we end this chat is that they've done hard, you know, they've made it easier generation for generation for mm -hmm. us. But the thing is that, like, as, as the saying goes, what goes yeah. up must come down. 
you know, we're going to make it like, like you guys, again, you guys have kids. I don't, you guys are going to make it real easy for your kids and they're going to rock into a world, you know, and you know, you see the economy also, you know, and, and so again, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but to be a realist, I want to, I want the next generation to really understand that, that all the good times don't, don't stay forever. You, you, right. you have to learn, you have to grow, and ultimately, you know, what we're learning from our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, you know, you benefit from, but then we hit, a, hit, 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 hit sometimes. I hope it's not your, gen, your, you know, your kid generation, but maybe it's the next generation, and they got to build back up, you know, and, and that's what, you know, I talk to my friends or kids, including the two of you, and I'm like, you got to, you got to, build that resiliency you gotta build that toughness and you gotta build i mean i had donnell talk about his two kids you know competitive fire my brain went in like oh that's amazing these these <laughs> two have like competitive fire that'll run run through some problems not people some problems so man love you man I, I, hey this i know my <laughs> my friends my friends are gonna be my friends who've been on the podcast are gonna be upset that I'm saying this, but oh, this has been, I've been talking a lot, I've been interrupting Basil, <laughs> love you as a guest, you've been awesome. See, this is what I told you, this yeah. is what I bring, I've been waiting. Nah, nah, you <laughs> saved, the, you saved, the, yeah, 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 you played it, nah, Basil, over to you, brother. Are we wrapping up? Are we going to wrap up now? For a friend. Bring up something like else, man, we can we talk can still... about it, man. I could, I mean, I can't believe we didn't even mention Phil Washington, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Phil Washington is the uh, just real quick, just real quick, Basil. Okay. If you if you guys want to do this real quick, but Phil Washington nominated as the FAA administrator. Darnell, I know you and I chat about that real quick, but because uh, that just happened. And deputy, and the, and the deputy, and the you know. You're probably Mims, and you're seeing a lot of, yeah, yep. talk, talk about that, man. That's a big deal. I mean, Phil Washington has a great background, great um, reputation from L.A. Metro and everywhere else he's been, but not an aviation guy, per se. I think you're on mute. Uh, I think you're on mute. Nope. You don't know. <laughs> so... Two years of COVID, I can't figure out how to get off mute. <laughs> <laughs> there we don't, are. The don't, tell, don't tell your friends how smart I am yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you didn't go to the Ivy League, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. There was the mute test, and I failed. Um, so, <laughs> uh, no. There, I, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, it's funny. I don't know if you guys see it. You guys are heavier on the... Uh, aviation side by the municipalities and localities but i'm seeing more diversity in that side uh in terms of airport ceos and mm -hmm. and those type of things then um and you know then when i started by far like 15 years ago to now it, it's it's almost night and day it's it's wild so uh i you know i don't have an opinion either way on his ability uh, it, it's a politically appointed position, so you know his his job is not really the nuts and bolts of uh, aviation. It's carrying out kind of the um, 
direction of the the president or the guidance of the president but um yeah i think it's i think it's awesome uh you're seeing a big in, influx in diversity in the fa senior leadership team um you see it in aviation with the airport ceos i think uh you know it can only lead to to better things to have a, a more representative group uh in, in all the positions uh across the yeah, board yeah absolutely so. I, mean, I mean let's be real right a lot of fa positions we see for black and brown people and i've been in fa for more than 15 years <laughs> uh administrative internships you know low-level people you yeah. don't see people like you we don't we, we don't see contractors like you yeah we don't see contractors like me and robbie uh, we definitely don't see administrators who are, who are so and you know yeah. Yeah. I'm proud to see people like not not just Bradley Mims and, and Phil Washington, but even even at the airports, you know, uh Sharita and, and other other lines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I, I, I attended an event with them about D and I in the airport in, in like the inequities. That could take another yeah. three hours. But it was good to see people there having uncomfortable, difficult conversations that I've never, and I've been in the aviation industry for more than 22 years. Yeah. Never seen that happen. Mm -hmm. And it was difficult to listen to. It was difficult to process. But after I went back, I was like, you know what? Glad, glad we're having it. Glad we're having this conversation right here. Yeah. Because, you know, Basil's the leader of the group, and he, he's, he's driving the, driving the plan. So, what you <laughs> All right, let's wrap up with, uh, we usually end with a, a, a fun question. So, um, we got, uh, we got summer coming up, a bunch of blockbuster hits coming up. Uh, you know, summer's always big movie time. Yeah. So we've had a couple big movies already. What, what's, uh, what's the movie you're either you've seen oh. is, um, or you're looking forward to this summer? You're on the you're on point right now. You better not oh, mess man. it up, man. I don't um, know. So <laughs> I'm a I'm a Marvel guy. I'm looking forward to oh, Thor. Yes. I am looking forward to Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes. 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 It's, it's, oh, I can't uh, wait to see that. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought Rob. You can you can like, get tickets now. You can buy the, tickets now. What's like the, hey, what's the the director uh, Taki. Taka White. Yeah, T-T- yeah. yeah, he's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. He is hilarious. Doesn't he play the stone guy in it? Yeah. 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 Yep. It's pretty awesome. But he, he didn't do... Wait, he... Oh, no, that was different. He did Ragnarok. He yeah, did yeah, the last Ragnarok. couple yeah. of doors. Yeah. I saw the, he did Ragnarok. I saw, the, I saw the preview for Thor, the latest oh, Thor, yeah. and I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah. But they, I, I'm a little bit worried that they're going, going into the comedic world a little bit, you know? Like, yeah, they, I like it. So I like it. Yeah, they, they better be careful. They're making a hard turn comedians. into comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because it was. Yeah, yeah. That's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. it always it has that. Kevin Hart's gonna be a friggin' Marvel <laughs> <laughs> Love that man, but come on, man, I don't want to see Kevin Hart in a friggin' Avengers movie. That's awesome. great. Right. Oh, sorry. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> I'll I'll second that, Darnell. I, I I too am looking forward to. Uh, Thor, I, I love Thor Ragnarok. I thought that was a yes. good movie, and Thor this this one as well. I did see Top Gun. How was it? So, okay. um, so I've never it seen was good. the first Top Gun. 
If you see the first one now, you're gonna be like, "This is the cheesiest what? movie ever." Are you kidding me? You're in aviation. You have not seen <laughs> Top Gun you're, the original. I heard right. that the second one was not that. I've not watched it yet. But... I heard. I heard the second one was. Yeah, I heard the second part. one was. It, good. There are some definitely some like cheesy moments where you're like, "Ugh!" Like the dialogue, you're just like, "Oh, come yeah, on." Yeah, that, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. But I, I'm, I'm sure to watch it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris, you're up. You didn't walk around like saying, I feel the need, the need for speed. Oh, there it goes. No? I love it. No, no, Robbie, I never walked around. No, since I've not watched Top Gun, that's, that's, that's like, fine. if you're watching, talking about movies that I want to watch, and you guys know, and the audience should know by now, whenever Basil asks me a question, it's not like one here comes, answer. Here comes, ten, here comes ten movies. See, the, comes ten the, movies. the joke is I'm editing now, so when we edit this, I'm just going to edit out all your other answers. I'm going to pick whatever answer I want. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, so just go yeah, ahead and tell me 10, I, and I'm going to pick the most yeah, ridiculous one, and I'm going to edit it. Top, top Gun, Goose, Maverick, that was my Just tell him. Come on, just tell him it's so, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Come on. Well, I do watch, uh, you know, the colo- you don't want to get, get me talking about colonial. <laughs> uh, no, no. Love it. You see, Donnell Love knows. It. Donnell knows. Yeah. You know, you get going down that road. Now, I think Top Gun um, is probably the movie I want to watch next, um, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gaming the whole uh, subscription situation with Disney, so Obi-Wan. It's Obi-Wan, pretty good. Uh, I, I want to watch it. If you that. haven't seen it, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah, I want to watch that. Obi-Wan's, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting. Yeah. I'm starting. Yeah. Have any of you hey, seen I the preview see, for the... Bezos not paying me enough, so I gotta game the whole... Have you seen the preview for Nope? Yes. And yeah, I saw that. My wife refuses to watch it. So she she will not watch any for horror. Nope. Really? Oh, I saw yeah. that today. I did not get that at all. Yeah. But I was kind of like, what is this? I, I was waiting it. for there to be just like some funny nope. moment. No. Nope. No. Oh, yeah. oh. All of his movies are are horror movies. And when I saw the the, the bloke from Get Out, I was like, ah, this is not. Yeah, TV. yeah. <laughs> Scary yeah. shit. I don't know if you ever seen Get yeah. Out. It's kind of. But you know, it's is great. It? Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Oh, you mean the the actor? Yeah. There you go. The the, the Brits. Yeah, yeah. The Brits mess up all of our acting, man. I, I, they all they. <laughs> people are afraid of like the. Hey, the Brits not only messed up all of acting, they messed up I'm telling you, too. people <laughs> act like the Russians are the real thing, hiding in plain sight. The Brits are, man. They're even on the films. Like, the, they have the Oh, accents. man. Okay, okay. Oh. This is going to be the next podcast. Hey, this is a separate podcast. This is can a separate podcast. the next episode right now and have Donald Okay, so the I, I think I have the uh, headline for this podcast episode is Darnell does not like the Brits. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the British are coming. That's I'm what the you, po- podcast will be. So you sight. say, Chris, what was your choice, Thor? Yeah, Thor. Uh, well, Top Gun to, to watch. Thor, Thor is my, yeah. And then he threw out Obi-Wan. some uh, support for uh, Obi-Wan. Kind of, uh, Obi-Wan. Shoot, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I guess uh, Maverick. Obviously, that's okay. number one. Maverick. Thor. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see Top Gun Maverick. I haven't seen it. I love Top Gun. I love. I mean, I love Tom Cruise movies. He's uh, he's so dreamy. I'm kidding. So no, all of his movies are awesome. I love just like the fake action stuff. It's funny. And then the yeah. code names, you know, like I always wanted a code name for myself. 
But uh, but what, 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 uh oh, that might be bad. What would Robbie's code name, name be? You know, about downtown. Uh, no. Downtown Brown. Oh, oh, oh. Downtown Brown. Nah, come on. <laughs> you gotta you gotta add some Punjabi stuff in there. Nah. Okay, one last one last movie. Uh, Buzz Lightyear's movie. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, it is. We gotta see that. I got a thirteen-year-old daughter. I mean, we still love. I ain't getting the real Robbie. I'm telling you. You know those Toy Stories. There are always tear jerkers. Yeah. So you're gonna get to halfway through. You're gonna be like, oh my goodness. Yeah, but that last one. That last one when they're all. Well, not the last one. I think the one before the last. Maybe part three when they're all falling into the fire pit. Oh, no, man. last one That's was rough. just as brutal. Last one was just as did, brutal. Did you, it's like Gabriel, watching. Robbie, did you again. cry when you were on Manhattan Beach watching it with the Java Juice? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did it did it bring a tear to your eyes? You know, it's a dry heat. So you know, the tears just, that was a good one. The tears <laughs> just <laughs> evaporate as soon as they roll down. Hey, Robbie, I was serious. Let's let, let, let's schedule this man for the next episode of the. <laughs> Easy, easier. All right, you know, you know That's the. Uh, a last question yes. is, uh, if you've all watched Toy Story, who are your, who's your favorite character in Toy Woody. Story? Yeah, Woody, yeah. Basil. Yeah. yeah, yep, Woody. Yeah. Mine, mine, Lotso. Oh, oh of course. <laughs> really, Lotso, the the bear that everybody thought was evil. He's yeah. totally misunderstood. So I bought like yeah. three of them what for do you my mean daughter. Thought was evil? And, no, um, he proved he was evil, man. You know, he was. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Were you not following I, I along? I mean, That's society. That's what I'm saying, no, no, man. Come on. No, no, no. Lotso society turned Lotso yeah, into what he became. Oh my I goodness! Mean, society failed Lotso. No. All right, I mean, let's, what would you do? The little let's we, we, I mean, I mean, don't Lotso. roll the outro on me. Okay, no, yeah, we got to. is gonna crush you with the outro. We gotta roll the outro. Ah, right. roll it. I don't care. Yeah, just like just like Lotso. Horrible. Just like Lotso. Unbelievable. <laughs> Misunderstood. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the No U Turn podcast. Special thanks to our editor, Abby Joyner, and our artwork designer, Terry and Fernando. If you want to check us out on Instagram, do a search for at no U Turn underscore podcast. And also on LinkedIn, do a search for No U Turn Podcast. We're available pretty much on any platform where you enjoy your podcast listening, such as Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprouts, and many others. So we'll see you next time. Keep it on the center line.